0: welcome to not so chronic a place where we discuss the real truth in healing ourselves from chronic diagnosis my name is sarah and i'm a self-healers coach for women who want to step into the healer and leader they are born to be think of this podcast as your radical guide in unleashing yourself from all the bs you were told and awaken yourself to your power your worth and your innate ability to heal yourself. Through our stories from suffering and diagnosis to real healing and transformation, we are the revolution. We are Not So Chronic. So the idea to make season three of Not So Chronic all about the manifestation of my chronic illness and also the manifestation of other women's chronic illnesses came to me in two ways. The first was I was listening to Christina's podcast. Her podcast is Christina the Channel. It's a fantastic podcast and I love her work so much. And her episode was called How I Manifested My Chronic Illness. And so of course I listened to it and I loved it and it was um, resonating with me on so many levels, of course, because she talks about energetics, the metaphysical causes of illness and disease. And um, I got to thinking that I think I've talked about, you know, the different symptoms, the different diagnosis that I've had, and I talk about it on my Instagram, I talk about it here, there, and everywhere, but I wanted to devote a whole episode to specifically the manifestation, and that uh, came to me with some uh, Instagram posts I've been sharing lately, and I've been getting you know, mixed reviews, shall we say, because I'm finally opening up my throat chakra. I'm finally letting myself speak. I'm finally letting myself say my truth, which is the body is a self-healing machine. The body knows how to heal. We can heal all these things. We've been duped all this time to believe that we can't heal them. And so, you know, some people are ready to hear that and resonate and some people are not ready to hear that and they do not resonate. And, you know, there's all different kinds of core beliefs and patterns why that would be so. And, you know, of course, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Um, But when it's on my platform, and my platform is for for my healing, right, you know, my throat chakra has been stunted uh, for all my life, pretty much, you know, Um, not speaking up for myself, not speaking my truth, not speaking up for injustices that were happening to me and around me, and... Now, when I have my little corner of the internet, you know, my space to talk about the manifestation of chronic illness, the manifestation of suffering in our life. I wanna talk about socialization, I wanna talk about spirituality, I wanna talk about philosophy, I wanna talk about psychology, I wanna talk about all the things. And on my platform, that's my privilege, that's what I get to do. Um, Some of the comments were putting manifestation and manifesting in inverted commas or doing that thing you know where you capitalize one letter and then you you make the other letter small so it's like yeah manifestation oh yeah I manifested chronic migraines and I'm here over here like yeah and they're like you're mad you're actually insane and I'm like thank you for you know, <laughs> not being able to validate me, like, I mean, that's a whole other topic on validation, um, you know, people who so desperately want them their pain to be validated, but then they go and invalidate other people, and then they attract in people who invalidate them into their reality, this is manifestation in action, right, but, you know, some people can't see it, and so with all this, like, oh yeah, I manifested sciatica. I manifested this throat infection. And then, and, and like, they're joking, but I'm like, no, like, y- really? Yes, that's what I believe. That's what my little corner of the internet is all about. That is what I advocate for, yes. But let's remember that when we manifest uh, things, We are eight billion souls on this planet and we are all manifesting our own individual reality. So it's a co-construct. So the reality that I'm manifesting, you know, it's not all my work. Um, It's a a collective, It's, it's the collective consciousness. Together we are creating our realities. So uh, we'll start with when I first started experiencing the chronic persistent symptoms. I was about 16, 17 years old. I'm from England so I was at college and the pain was just in my lower back, glutes, hips. And it was really only on one side than the other. And of course, um, myself and the medical institution, we just looked at, you know, simple things, how I was sitting, I was walking a lot, I was working a lot. Um, I was at college studying, but I also had a job, yada, 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 physical, physical, physical. You know, I don't think at this point, anybody had asked me anything about my, my living situation, I was, I'm not going to go into it because it's not, my story, my story is about me, I don't want to bring other people and share their stories. This is something i learned in my growth. Many years ago, I used to just tell the story. I used to have a blog, and I used to just tell, here's what happened to me. But that's because I was still in a state of victimization. So I would just call on family members, call on people, ex-boyfriends. I'd even publicize their name, even on the internet. And so uh, if any of those people are listening now, like, uh, firstly, I just wanna apologize for that. That was when I was very young and still holding on to my victim consciousness and believing that that story was my story of my worth and my validation. You know, look what happened to me. Okay, so what I will say is that I was not living at home and I was under significant stress balancing college and work and uh, money and food and all the things um but you know uh, I was just a teenager and I had my friends I had a partner in terms of what I was doing for symptom management at that point would just be painkillers right prescribed from the doctor over the counter and I don't remember going to yeah I had not woken up to like the healing modalities at that point I still don't think I'd even really heard of yoga um and I was full of limiting beliefs at that time, you know, I didn't have transport, I didn't have money, I didn't, you know, I just I just knew what I knew, which is you go to the doctor and you go on a list and you get the painkillers, and maybe it'll go away. But then over the years, so now I'm about 18, 19 years old, and it had not gone away, and now it wasn't only in my hip and my lower back, it was the pain was all over my body, specifically in my upper back, chest, but you know, everywhere. Oh, my legs, uh, down the sides of my legs, backs of my legs, knees, ankles, wrists, all the joints. And the pain was one thing, but then there's the chronic fatigue, which I didn't know at the time, later got diagnosed but that fatigue, fatigue in the morning, fatigue in the afternoon, fatigue all the time. And then with fatigue, you have the brain fog, you have the memory loss, you have the strange um, experience of putting the, it sounds like nothing. Um, I was going to say when you make a tea and I would put the sugar in the fridge and I'd put the milk in the, uh, well, I'd go to put the milk in the cupboard and then I'd be like, wait, that's not right. And it sounds silly and cute and little, but when you are living with chronic illness, it's not silly and cute and little. And it was validating core beliefs I had within me that were, um, I was just silly, hopeless, stupid. Like, what am I doing? Like, very, very judgmental, very self-critical. Although, remember, now I'm speaking in hindsight. So at the time, I didn't know I was being self-critical. I I didn't see being self-critical is normalized. You know, um, it's like, well, how am I gonna change if I don't, you know, criticize myself, push myself, aim for better, strive for better, wanna be better, all of that kind of stuff. And so I had those cognitive symptoms. I also was experiencing symptoms like Profusely sweating, even in winter, even in the snow. Very dizzy when I would stand up. Um, I would get very dizzy. Sometimes I would pass out, um, or I'd get very, very close to passing out, or I would get nauseous and vomit pain in my feet, pain in my stomach. Oh God, not to mention the digestive issues, right? So now we've got the bloating, the chronic constipation, although, and I'm going to say it again, I didn't know I was chronically constipated. And phew, some people might say, how can you not know? But look, I mean, I'm 18, 19 years old. I haven't been taught anything about health and healing. I haven't been taught anything about normal functioning of the body. I think chronic constipation has become normalized as well. I don't think it's talked about. There's a bit of a collective mindset that goes something like, well, everybody has a bit of, yeah everybody has a bit of that, everybody's just tired, everybody gets a headache, everybody gets and I know that in the chronic illness spoony world it's very invalidating when they are told you know everybody gets that and that and that but the thing is it's not that they're being invalidated it's that Honestly, everybody is sick. Like, everybody does have chronic symptoms and they don't even know. Like, I'd be speaking to someone about something seemingly unrelated, like a relationship issue, money issue, something else go- not going right in their life. And then I'd be like, like, somehow I just get the feeling, you know, and I'd be like, I notice you're holding your back there. Like what's going on there? And they'll say, oh yeah, I get a bit of lower back pain, you know, here and there. And then you get talking and they're like, well, yeah, I've kind of had it for a few years, but you know, and then you get talking and it's like their breath is also, you know, gone to pod. Their digestion's gone. Their sleep is terrible. And I think this whole like, we're spoonies, we are the collective, you know, um, spoonie community. And anyone who's not in that, he doesn't understand i think is just false and when you really get speaking to people and you really get open you can see that everybody is manifesting something and even if their body is not manifesting physical symptoms there are symptoms of just an, a misaligned unfulfilled life showing up and i'm going to go into some of that now at this point 19, 1819 I went to university to study sociology, which I'm so thankful for. I didn't graduate. Um, I was led down a whole long path. But sociology taught me a lot about feminism and Marxism. I also studied philosophy. To, to this day, um, I still quote things that I learned, like um, Marx says that You know about capitalization and cogs in the machine and that comes up for me now in my work about the chronic illness industry and how we are you know as chronically ill people we are customers to that machine we are the cogs in that machine and so um there is absolutely no regret for going to university although it was the saddest and lowest and um most depressed I'd ever been in my entire life. Um, I was drinking a lot, smoking a lot. I was binge eating, double portions. I ate so much that I, I, I wouldn't be sick, but because I didn't want to lose that food, I wanted to keep it inside of me. I didn't want to purge it out. I wanted to be filled up because I was so empty, emotionally empty, neglected, so sad, so lost, so confused, and not really just about, all the symptoms. By that point, I'd kind of just, you know, decided, well, that's it. That's my life. But it was everything else. I was so unfulfilled. I was. I had friends and sort of a life at uni, but it was just so bleak. It was so dull. It was so boring. It was so uninspiring. It was so um, just going to party, going to drink, come back at two a.m., caring what everybody else thinks, trying to be popular, trying to fit in. Now I can see. I was trying to find, you know, my tribe that I've now been led to, and I'm finding now. And I just I wanted to belong. I deeply wanted to belong, but university was not that place for me, and I was spiraling down, um, really down. But with that spiraling, and yes, I'm self-harming, um, and I mentioned the drinking constantly, every day. I did reach a point where I said I need to get out of here and you know this this is not working for me and I'd only left the country on a couple of school trips to parts of Europe I'd never left Europe. And I just, I, I came across, you know how these things happen. At now I realize it's manifestation. But at the time, I just thought it was a coincidence. I saw a Facebook advert about teaching English in Vietnam. And I, I I did it, you know. I saved up, I took a job. So now I'm at uni and I had a job. I was working at McDonald's and I saved up, saved up, saved up all the money And I also borrowed some money and I just made it work. I made it work that I could go and leave my situation in university and go to Vietnam, bring all the symptoms and illnesses with me. You know, my health declined because I was working like night shifts, working all the time, just trying to save up. And so this is not something I would recommend because I was putting my health last. My health was not the, it wasn't for my healing. It was just like, I need to escape this situation and um, replace it with something else so then I was led to about seven years traveling around and I still am now I live in Bali at the time of recording this but what's changed for me now is I'm not traveling to escape anything now because I love my life and I'm in alignment with my life but in this period of time I was just trying to escape And sure, the photos look like I'm living in my best life, but what you're not seeing in the photos is the constant flaring, repressing of all the unhealed wounds in my past and traumas and how I felt about myself, my life, what I was capable of, what I believed I could do and who I held myself to be. I can see now that I was guided. I was guided all along. And there's been so many, what I would call coincidences along the way, of like when I got the job in the Maldives they said we're only able to give you this job because of your experience in Vietnam and I'd be like great well that's lucky it's not luck I was guided I led myself I was led by my angels by the universe you know and some higher being some higher essence of myself that could already see the way and see the vision that I couldn't see was guiding me along picking up lessons along the way and you might think oh Maldives like how beautiful yes it was beautiful I had a wonderful year living there and teaching English there but you know I had pain every day I had symptoms every day I had to nap every day and there was still the drinking there was still the trying to fit in there was still the partying and there was still you know total misalignment in my life just going to live somewhere sunny and beautiful doesn't heal us right I wasn't doing any inner work I wasn't doing any inner work all I was doing was doing what you might consider like a radical cool thing to do get up and move but everybody has different core beliefs and different limiting beliefs And travel is not something that I've ever felt limited by because my mind is programmed in a way that just goes, right, get the money and go. Get the money and then you can go. So my only limiting belief had been if I didn't have the money, it would be like, okay, so I need to do this many jobs and like, I need to get this much money. That's how my brain functioned. But it never functioned with like, I can't go there or like that place is scary or how am I gonna do that? I never had any of those limiting beliefs, but like other people do. We all have our own limiting beliefs based on our socialization, our cultural norms, our conditioning, what we learned when we grew up, what other people told us and what we believe about ourselves and the world. If we believe something like the world is a dangerous place, then that's going to affect our ability to just suddenly pack up and leave. So packing up and leaving was very easy for me. Um, easier than staying staying is something that I've only started to heal now right so I was traveling and flaring and moving around to many different countries sometimes you know the illnesses weren't too bad and if you don't know the long long list of things that I had Um, There's over 200 symptoms and I'm not gonna go into all the diagnosis because I don't even really believe in diagnosis, Um, they're just names, they're just words. But you know, hundreds of symptoms on the daily. In about 2015, so that's quite a few years later, I discovered yoga through Yoga with Adrian, who is on YouTube and I was living in Italy at the time. And the chronic pain was still awful, all the other symptoms were awful, but the worst was anxiety, and this was fairly new. I mean, not new. I'd always been I'd always been carrying around anxiety with me since I was a child. But now it was manifesting, you know, like panic and fainting and Um, overwhelm and oversensitivity to all the sounds in the room and the lights and people looking at me everything seemed to go in slow motion and I could I felt like I could hear what everybody was thinking I felt like I was getting paranoid I felt like I could hear everything too well like if I went to a cafe in Italy and I was having a lovely macchiato, coffee, but then I could hear like all the chinking and everybody talking to each other and everything, like it was too much, and then I'd be sweating, 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 then I'd get hot. Well, I'd already be hot, then I'd get a migraine, then I I also always get sinus pain. Sinus pain is one of the worst symptoms out of all of the symptoms because you know it's in such a, a fragile place, you know, right on your face and Um, I've also been wearing glasses since I was 17 years old, so then just like my whole, just all the jaw pain, head pain, ear pain, nose pain, eye pain, just all the pain, and I just wanted to run, run away, which is interesting because being in Italy, I was already running away. I was running away from my past that I hadn't healed yet, and I wasn't doing the inner work. So my pattern of running and escaping led me to just run away from Italy, I left, And I made that choice in a day. Like I said, leaving and running has been very easy for me. Hey, love, if you're enjoying the show and you're ready to connect with self healers, attend powerful coaching masterclasses and get access to restoring and revitalizing self healing practices, head over to notsochronic.com. As a huge thank you for being here on the show, you get an exclusive not-so-chronic discount to join us in our membership, exclusive to Women in Healing, the Self-Healers Society. You'll get all my best self-healing resources, group support, and powerful coaching, all for you in your self-healing. You and your work in the healing arts will be guided supported and celebrated and you will have the chance to come on the show for women in healing ready to share their truth that healing happens so head to notsochronic.com and join us in the self-healers society okay my love back to the show it was no big deal for me to just go right i'm leaving and the next day i booked my flight and i left and i actually went home and i went home and i slowed everything down and I started to focus on myself and what I really want. I still wasn't doing inner work. I was being kinder to myself. I was being kinder, I was being more loving. I was maybe practicing yoga once a week or so, you know, on a 20 minute practice here and there. And, but I was just starting to learn how to touch my body, how to be nice to my body, how to be nice to myself. Another thing I was doing, though, was I was smoking cigarettes and a lot of them, sometimes up to 20 per day. I'd say the average was 10 to 15 per day and uh, I I was a smoker for I don't know seven eight years or something like that and when people hear that now they think it's very funny they can't imagine you know because I'm spiritual and I'm a yogi a vegan whatever toxic free right (laughs) all the things you know I won't use bleach now I make my own toxic free products and yet I was a smoker for so long but look smoking is just another symptom it's just another symptom of inner work you know that is being asked of us like addictions filling the void for me smoking like chronic illness formed part of my identity and it was identity I liked because I with anxiety, I found that holding the cigarette cooled me down and relaxed me in social situations and also made me very chatty and I would light another cigarette, not out of stress, well, sometimes out of stress, but also just out of joy. Like I was just enjoying myself, having great conversation with someone, whack out a cigarette and hold it. I remember holding it, smoking it, hearing that like, where all the embers uh, light up and just, I guess, um, a warped sense of power, a sense of uh, womanhood, maturity. But those are the very things that I obviously now give myself. I don't need the symptom of smoking. And this is what we're talking about when we're talking about manifestation. There are needs within everything that we choose to do. And we might not see it at first glance, which is why we do inner work, because inner work leads us to self-awareness and self-discovery. And then we're aware, oh, I'm making that choice because, and we know why, smoking was definitely a way to harm myself, right? Physically, literally harm myself. There's no denying, we all know that, the horrors of smoking, and side note, while we're on this topic, like, how are they even able to sell them? How do we live in a world where they can sell them? It just, you gotta think, and if you still think that Big Pharma has our back, and you still think that they're just trying to help us, it's like, why are they selling cigarettes to addicted sick people like I was who just needed that sense of power and that sense of I mean in a way the cigarettes were comforting and so was the chronic illness the chronic illnesses were comforting on many levels because there's a familiarity to them you wake up and I feel like A truck ran over me and as uncomfortable and horrible as it was, I didn't know any different because by this point, eight years or nine years of illness, like I, I couldn't remember because before illness, I was a kid. I was 15, 14 years old. I can't remember being 14 years old, you know, like how it felt to wake up, how it felt to have energy all day, how it felt to skip in the playground and have fun because I wasn't doing the inner work. Within a work, now I can go back to those days and I can remember that and I live that now in my life and I run out in the garden and I jump around and, you know, I, I've reconnected back with my body now. But for all those years of sickness, I came out of my body. I was like, I don't want to be in there. Like that place is horrible and painful and dangerous. So then around 2016, I um, I first went to India and I've talked about that on a couple of my other episodes. And um, so I won't go into all the ins and outs, just that I was led to yoga and I was led to the path of spirituality, the path of yoga. So I'm talking beyond physical stretches. I'm talking about yoga as a way of life. I'm talking about yoga as a path to enlightened consciousness seeing things clearly, seeing how it's all connected, seeing that our body is just a microcosm of the universe and seeing that we have the innate ability to self-heal. And so this was a game changer for me in my life, changed in the sense of like, I realized now that I could heal. But I didn't heal. <laughs> I didn't heal until 2020. But I like to believe that, you know, this whole process is a process of healing. The healing doesn't really start. There's no start date. So I was healing the whole time. I just didn't know it. I guess we could say I became conscious I was healing um, in 2020. And then I healed, you know, quickly. The symptoms were quickly eradicated as a side effect of doing the inner work and realigning my life so I know that I manifested all the different symptoms and illnesses in a number of ways and for a number of different reasons there were so many unexpected benefits from manifesting particular symptoms and it's you know it can feel Difficult to admit, but I'm so far beyond that now that I, I can admit for myself, I know that certain symptoms gave me a reason to say no, where I otherwise could not speak up for myself and say no. For example, um, being asked to go out, being asked to do something I didn't want to do. Also sexual relations, you know, no, I have a headache and I would actually manifest a headache. You know, we're not talking about making up symptoms here. We're not talking about lying. We're not talking about exaggerating. We're talking about real symptoms, but that's how powerful we are. We can manifest a real migraine. There's nothing fake about it. It's real, but it also serves a purpose. And one of the purposes for me had been to help me where I was unable to speak, right? Like I told you at the beginning, I had um, serious throat chakra blockages, not speaking up for myself or what I wanted at all. So all the illnesses and the symptoms were really just pushing me in the directions that I needed to go to learn and discover all the kinds of things that I needed to. As I was talking about, man- we manifest our life. We, we pull in, we're we like magnets and we attract in the exact situation, the exact circumstance that we need um, if we're doing the inner work so that we can see what we're doing so that we can then up level out of it. But unfortunately, just for so many years, I was not aware. And so I was pulling in the exact lessons, pulling in the exact people like across the world. I met beautiful people, messengers, angels, healers, guides all along in Kenya, in Italy, in the Amalfi Coast, in Spain, in Cambodia, in Sri Lanka, but at the time I just thought what a lovely person this is great I'm gonna be a travel blogger travel so great travel helps me forget about my symptoms and like I get to feel fulfilled but I was completely like missing the point and I feel like my guides and everyone out there listening were just like God damn it, Sarah, like you're not getting it. And then I'd wake up, you know, with horrible hangover feelings and I'd wake up with maybe a new issue, a new uh, infection and a new diagnosis. But that's not to say anybody is testing you and punishing you. Come on, we're not living in like Bible times anymore. No one is punishing you because you're not good enough, we, when we take such responsibility for ourselves that we realize I am the one manifesting what my physical body manifests, you know, on its skin, in its organs, in its being, then we realize that we are not a victim to anything or anyone and no one is punishing us. Stepping out of victimhood is a huge pillar in self-healing. So I know that I totally manifested the chronic illnesses that I had, just like I manifested an ear infection the other month, I manifested a throat infection a while ago that actually put me in hospital, which was, God, I had so much to learn during that episode um, and I was doing my inner work and I realized, why would I do this? Why would I attract in this situation where I'm gonna pay $2,000 on something I don't even agree with and I was getting really irate. I was getting really hot and bothered. And um, I did my inner work and I realized, you know, I still had issues around money, I still had issues around being cared for, I still had all kinds of issues. And so I manifested that experience in so that I could do the inner work, so that I could transmute the patterns, so that I could shift my core beliefs, so that I could heal the unmet needs, neglected parts of myself, and so I could heal. So taking this responsibility doesn't mean that I consciously said, I'm going to give myself chronic pain disorders, I'm gonna give myself hundreds and hundreds of symptoms, right, no, that's not what I'm saying. I didn't consciously choose any of this, but it was part of my soul contract, right? A contract that I signed uh, when I was floating around in space, looking for a body, looking for the kind of life, the kind of parents and the kind of life that would support me in my growth, and my spiritual development and i chose to come here as sarah and that's so beautiful that i chose myself right that's so healing in itself but i'd forgotten all of this right i'd forgotten all of this because we we're born and we're we're born without this consciousness we 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 have to unearth it we have to unearth it that that's the that's the whole path that's the whole point self-discovery self-awareness so actually um i'm really really grateful to my body I'm grateful for every experience I'm grateful for those um those symptoms you know wouldn't have said that at the time when I was crying in bed um when I was spending all my money which wasn't a lot on whatever I could do to help myself and then I was getting like super stuck in the matrix of big pharma where you know the way it goes where you take a pill for one thing but then that has 10 side effects so then you need pills for the side effects of those things mine was um, pain relief causing acid reflux and like horrific other effects so then taking medications for that and then a side effect of all the medications are like feeling really drowsy and out of it so then I was like really drowsy and out of it so then I couldn't really aspire to have my dreams and my goals because I was so out of it so that whole stuckness um to this day I am I'm just I'm I'm grateful I look back on myself with so much love I was so brave I was so strong even in my weakest moments, even in the moments where I broke down crying, sobbing, crying in the shower all night long when my heart goes out to that sweet, sweet girl. She led me to where I am today. I'm so grateful, I love her. I didn't think I would get to a point where I can say I love myself. I thought it was cheesy, silly nonsense and I didn't see how loving myself or loving my life could change anything. And we often think that first we have to make everything right, first we have to get our ducks in a row and then we can love our life. Like sure I'll love my life when I don't have chronic illness anymore, I'll love my body when it behaves properly. But the magic, um, the healing medicine is that it's the opposite way around. And um, when I grasped that and I learned that, and I learned that my body has been healing all this time, I realized how hard my body has been working for me and how I never thanked her. We fall over, we get a cut, we get a scrape, we get a tummy bug, she heals. She knows how to heal. It's just about time that we give her the respect that she deserves. And we give our life the respect that it deserves in that where you are limiting yourself is where you are limiting yourself. Uh, I remember a quote when I was, um, I did some little art therapy years and years ago, and I was so scared to put the paintbrush on the, you know, I was so scared to paint because I was just so scared of doing anything wrong and doing something ugly and, you know, being crap. But I, I just I got myself to do it. I was in a very loving space with a friend and I painted a picture of the globe and I wrote the quote, The only walls are the ones you build around yourself or something like that. To this day, that's true. Although there are the walls put up by those in power, and that is why it is part of my soul mission to be here and tear down those walls. So I can see now that manifesting chronic sickness, that whole experience in itself was just one huge upgrade for me, one huge period of me learning who I am, where I'm going, what I'm here for, and allowing my gifts to open up, honoring myself, honoring my gifts. And I can see now how empowering it is to know that I call in whatever I need to keep growing. So when we're speaking about manifesting chronic illness, we're not saying that it's our fault. We're not saying that we need to have shame and blame around this. I don't have any shame and blame. I stand here today and I say, I manifested over 200 chronic symptoms. I was sick for 10 years and I love myself there's no shame and blame in any of that because look, if you have to go through an experience in order to learn the result, you can't regret going through that experience, you can't berate yourself and say like it's all my fault, I can't believe I did that but like I had to go through that in order to learn what I've learned and up up level and heal myself, you know, so and remember as well that We're not consciously manifesting illness. We're not consciously deciding to inflict pain and suffering on ourselves. Of course we're not. But depending on our core beliefs and patterns within us, we are pulling in those experiences. We are manifesting a life of suffering. If we are believing deep down, as I was, that I deserve to suffer. That was one of my corest, core beliefs that I learned, picked up in childhood and throughout, you know, being socialized in the kind of world we live in today was that I deserve to suffer. I'm not good enough. And so as we begin the work, the inner work of healing ourselves, we do start to realize how we orchestrate our entire life. And that in healing ourselves of chronic illness, you know, we are healing all the layers of our life all the different areas of our life because when we're healing this one core belief this one need and pattern that we've got that keeps manifesting as chronic pain like one of mine was um, a need to punish myself so in the area of health and healing that core belief could come out by the manifestation of pain that felt like punishment and then it would play out in other areas of my life because the punishment would be I wouldn't allow myself to do fun things because I had to stay in bed in pain I wouldn't allow myself to do things maybe in case I would flare later so now I'm punishing myself because I'm not letting myself be free I'm not letting myself go for things I'm not letting myself live my dreams denying self-denying and self-abandonment were within my patterns that manifested as many of the symptoms that I had. So your specific reasons why you manifest what you manifest is your process to figure out. This is the process of self awareness and self discovery. I want to make a point that we, although we can learn so much from the experts, from the body-mind experts, from the affirmation experts, from the likes of Louise Hay, all these wonderful people who teach us about self-awareness and um, energetics and the manifestation of sickness. It's doing the inner work backwards. If you take what someone else says, for example, let's say, uh, let's say acid reflux and and bitterness Right, let's, let's say that It's doing the inner work backwards to say okay right so I'm bitter about something okay what am I bitter about and then trying to work out backwards like what the issue is. This leaves people feeling confused and disconnected from their self because they're trying to they're trying to make a connection based on what someone else says and they're trying to connect that to their manifestation of acid reflex but it's doing it backwards. It doesn't feel good. Um, and because it's missing the whole point. The whole point is that you figure out your core belief, need, pattern for yourself. So you start with the acid reflux and you think about how does that symptom support you? What do you get out of it? What, Where does it help you? What happens when you manifest it and what doesn't happen? And how does that maybe keep you safe? And how does it enable maybe other areas of your life to keep going, which also work to keep you safe? You know, the root of it all is our body has learned patterns of behavior to keep us safe. Our body loves us. So start with your life, your symptoms, your experience of life and what you are orchestrating and what you are choosing. All the books, guides, coaches, doctors outside of allopathic medicine and healing, they're all here to support you. I'm here to support you. We're all here to support you in guiding you back home to you. So then you have the aha moment. Nobody can give you that. Nobody can say your issue in your pelvis is related to your second chakra. So there you go. There's the answer. Go figure out your second chakra. And you'll be like, okay. Because look, I've done that. I see people doing that. And you don't have the aha moment. You need the aha to go, oh my God, it all makes sense now. I've been manifesting this for so many years because of my inability to speak up for myself. And you realize for yourself, you see the connections between your core beliefs and what you manifest. You see where you have been just trying to protect yourself. And then you shift your beliefs, you transmute your old patterns and you heal those unmet needs and you heal yourself. So people often ask me, what is inner work? How do I heal then? How do I heal this diagnosis? How do I heal that diagnosis? And look, I cannot give you the remedy. I cannot give you the blueprint to the intricacies of your entire being, especially in a Facebook comment or an Instagram message, right? That's impossible. So this is why I work so closely with my clients, continuously reflecting back to them and guiding them with their inner work. I'm celebrating all their profound wins and all their aha moments that they themselves discover as they unearth who they really are and from witnessing so many of my clients realign their life and heal I've been able to take the core pillars of what it means to self-heal and I've created an entire program for you which is so exciting so if you are enjoying this podcast and if you're resonating with anything anything that I'm saying here then this program is for you so go ahead to notsochronic.com for more information Okay, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, remember to check out your Not So Chronic discount and join the Self-Healers Society over at notsochronic.com for powerful coaching masterclasses, self-healing practices, and real friendships with real women who heal themselves. We are the revolution. I'm Sarah. See you next time. And remember, healing happens.